Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Go, Cass. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the About Last Night show with Adam Ray, Brad Williams. What's going on, Adam? What's up, man? Uh, Yeah. Doing it out of the studio today. Doing it out of the studio today uh, because, Adam, by the time this airs, you will be where? I will be in uh, Seattle uh, with a uh, fistful of, uh, you know what, let me just back up. I don't think you should start anything by saying I'm going to be in a, in a fistful, yeah, of, fistful of anything. My mind went descri- to be, be bad things. Well, in my head I was starting to, I was going to figure out a way to describe how I was going to be spending a lot of time with my nieces. I don't know why the, the phrase fistful. fistful <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm going to be uh, uh, knee deep in fun. How about that? <laughs> it still sounds uh, By the way, if, you're, if your nieces go missing Monday or Tuesday, the cops will listen to this podcast and know, and know that you did it. It's something about going knee deep in fun. We don't know what that means, but we definitely know that he had something to do with their whereabouts. But yeah, it can't be good. Yeah, I'll, be uh, in, uh, I'll be in Seattle. I will have been in Seattle enjoying the uh, Thanksgiving festivities, and you will be? I, I will be uh, in a meeting that oh, yeah. may or may not change my life, and uh, that's change about life. all I can say. Can I, talk about I, it? I wish I can all say right. more. Well, I know what it is. And yeah, you know what it is. It's a no-brainer, and mm-hmm. I, I'm crossing all parts of my body. Yeah, uh, you should really get those testicles looked at. Well, uh, you know, but... I mean, I appreciate the enthusiasm. <laughs> it was there for you, and I, I felt the love, man. I, I felt it. the love. Oh, but uh, superstitious. Yeah. So let's. Uh, and I, I, I just don't want to be that guy that that talks about it. No, and then that's if when it doesn't happen. happen that's when then it it's happen. like, uh, crap. Now, but I you know, what we can talk about what can we talk about our guest today? We can talk about our guest today. Uh, our guest today is in in addition to being a very funny comic a uh, one of the easily one of the most interesting people in comedy right now certainly, and I'm not just saying that cuz we're doing this podcast yeah. because as I, as I've gotten to know him uh well first of all ladies and gentlemen welcome Dean Del Rey. Hey what's up? What's How's it going? going How's it going Dean? <laughs> yeah. Dean What if we just did like 45 minutes and then just, was like um, just hey, intro. And you guys are at my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <"Where> <laughs> <laughs> You're like those kids in school let's use his uh toys and then we'll leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean well that's pretty much what happens when you bring up comedian Tom Dreesen. 
here in town is his 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 intro is about fifteen minutes. Is it really? So yeah. So he uh, uh, he's Tom, the one that is open for like Sinatra. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, he's yeah. incredible. Been on Letterman um, an amazing number of times. So so many credits. Yeah, he has the record or something, doesn't he? Yeah, it's like over two hundred times on the David Jesus. Letterman show. So when he when he bring when, when you bring him up. He makes you say the exact number of times he's been on Letterman, which is constantly. I would in flux. too, right? I mean, yeah. shit. Yeah, and, and, you earned it. Go ahead and say how many times I've been on. That would be something that we all have in common with most of our listeners of the About Last Night show. I'm sure we have one guy that was that had a stupid pet trick. Yeah. That is like, suck it, Ray and Williams. We've right? been. I've been on it. <laughs> yeah, dude. The bird call guys. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Nineteen oh, Tonight Show appearances. <laughs> God, Fuck. that's absolutely frightening. And one stat about Dean Del Rey, our guest Dean Del Rey, uh, whose podcast is... Uh, Let There Be Talk. Let There Be Talk. And you recorded it at the Laugh Factory? I, I was doing the Laugh Factory video-wise, okay. but I found that it uh, seems to me people don't like video podcasts. Yeah. No, um, people like to listen to their cars yeah. and their I know that there's cubicles. networks that are trying to like change the game and do that, but it's... Right. Uh, uh, people just... I mean... The, you want to listen to the shit. Right. You want to have it when you're working out or you're in the car or on a plane. I get that. But yeah. what I, my idea was like, okay, have like uh, celebrities on. Mine were right. mostly musicians. Mm-hmm. And then they can play a song. You could watch them and stuff. Uh, you know, like to me, I, I always want to see like the guys I like. But, yeah, if it's just comedians shooting the shit, you, know, you don't need to look at that. Right. And most of us don't have the benefits of being an Adam Ray and being very easy on the eyes, so you would rather just hear us. That's just because I'm and, sitting like this and I'm wearing a new <laughs> pair of jeans. Yeah. Which, yeah. which, by, which, by the way, I haven't talked about this on any of the podcasts. For the last maybe three weeks, Adam has worn the same pair of maroon pants. Yeah. These are black jeans, though. Th- th- those are black jeans. I just got these. But you've been wearing maroon pants. I was for every the last three shows. W- w- was there a reason? Are these superstitious maroon pants? Let me pants? tell you real quick. I Did don't you... shop a lot, all right? Yeah. And Shocker. I, I hadn't. Uh, <laughs> you know what, man? I dress for comfort. I'm a shopaholic. Are you? Oh, I'm fucking stupid. Yeah. I just I, now, I, I so you just like live at Hot Topic on the rock wall and no, just like no, go no. through all the band T-shirts. Stuff, oh, you don't? No, I'm I, I'm an idiot. I like the high dollar stuff, like yeah. at Barney's and shit. Like a okay. moron. Well, like oh, you're, well. like what, you're wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt and some nice jeans and some yeah, nice now, black this shoes. Shirt I, I just I bought when I was in um, San Fran on on a last show, but. But the jeans, you know, like uh, Ralph Lauren. You know? <laughs> well, I just started taking, yeah. like, uh, having some pants, some in, some pants integrity because Chris <laughs> Lee and Bobby Lee were like, yo, bro, yeah. uh, for sure throw those pants away. <laughs> yeah, well, Chris Lee, he once told me, he goes, Adam Ray could be the worst dressed guy we know, huh? Yeah. And, and I looked up and I was like, I was trying to figure out Adam Ray's look. Right. Like, he's from Seattle, which is fucking hip as shit. Yeah. yeah. But I've been to Seattle a million times. You go up there, people no, absolutely. look cool. They either look like dirty junkies. Right. It, they... it, 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 it's that look that takes so much time, which is the – I spent about – Nine hundred and seventy dollars on this entire outfit, yet I still manage to look like I don't give a fuck. Exactly, yeah. and that and that takes talent. I yeah. I'm always amazed with people that can do that. So, and so, sometimes I care, and sometimes I'll wear a fucking a puffy vest over a turtleneck. <laughs> no, no, and guess <laughs> what, man? Every, every I love it. Like, I love that people. I love that Chris says that, man. I love it. Looks like a guy who just rolled around in the goodwill. And then he went, let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. stuck on him. Like That's was... hilarious. <laughs> let's get out of here. Eventually he just goes, you know what, man? I, I got enough. I, yeah. I, 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 I've settled. Is it? Is, oh, it's, yeah. How long have we been here? 45 minutes. It's probably long enough. I've so settled on these maroon pants. I've settled on these maroon pants. And guess what? Those maroon pants, not cheap. 
<laughs> and guess what? That's I, the worst part. You're paying money for stuff that sucks. You know what, man? It's and here's you the thing. You look good right now, though. Thanks, you man. You look great. Thank Did you, you hire a stylist? No, this is just fucking me going. I got auditions today, and I got to look good. And, well, I uh, mean, you should look like that on stage. I you know. know what I mean? Well, I got to stop wearing the hat. Oh then, yeah, fuck, dude. Bobby and Callan. You're like forty, no hat. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How old are you for real? Thirty. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You know what, man? I can't... He's thirty, but he but he has the hair of He's just. Got great well, yeah, hair. and that's what Bobby a, a and Callan like, dude. If you have that hair, you can't be wearing hats. Well, not only that, mm. but you're not twenty-four. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like uh, you go on with a hat, and it's like this guy's an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But That's what Geraldo said about me once when I was hosting for him in Irvine. Dude, he, I got up there in like backwards hat, and I had this short sleeve, like checkered shirt. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Keep it going for Adam. Uh, fucking looks like a fucking nine year old. Jesus Christ. He goes, Thanks for dressing up, you fucking. He goes, Sorry, I don't have any ice cream for it, you know, whatever. <laughs> Be, being the genius that yeah, Greg Geraldo was. That, well, you know what? I was going to sidetrack, but let's do an interesting thing. What, because uh, like Greg Geraldo insults you. That's a yeah. compliment. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. a comedian that I, I mean, when he did that, I was like, God, bring it on, please. Like, not right. only, aside from him being a roast guy, it was just like, yo, the sure. fact that, you know, one of my favorite comics just even said, you know, whatever. But because actually, you bring up a good point. There was a show I was doing, I think, at the Comedy Juice, and there was a comedian who I won't mention who I brought him up because it was like a roll call thing. And he ended up just like, Making fun of one of the bits I did and then mm-hmm. laying into me for a minute, oh, like my voice, and we're friends, and I was just like, not cool with it. And he right. goes, Oh, he goes, I think, and he, in his mind, he goes, It's flattering when a comedian makes fun of me. And I go, yeah. Well, I don't know where you're living, but yeah. uh, we're buddies, and I take offense to that because. You the crowd thinks that you're just, he doesn't um, like you. Exactly. And now he, they're on board with him. Like, maybe they didn't like you either. They're totally. like, yeah, fuck that. Well, guy. what was great right. is that, like, I did well. So yeah. anytime you do that after somebody does well, the crowd's like, Whoa, what? Yeah, you sure. look we actually insecure. liked him. Yeah. <laughs> so it didn't go over well. Oh, okay. His trying to put me down, but then afterwards, I was like, dude, what do you? You got jokes, man. Fucking uh, go to that. Yeah, but, use them. Uh, Dean, have you ever been insulted by a comic that you were like, oh, thank God that just happened? Because like it's like it's, it's it's like a great story or something. Because you, you mean if a comic? Well, I, I think that there's two ways to look at it. Like some people impersonate me, which is fine. You know. By the way, you have might might be one of the most impersonated comedians yeah. out there in, a, in in L.A. right now. <laughs> I know a bunch of people that have a Dean Del Rey impression. I think Sandy Danto's Sandy Danto is, is, one. is the best. Yeah. I've done your voice at times. Yeah, I don't mind it. And you know what, man? You for my you should take complete uh, oh, comfort in knowing. How? Because I've expressed to you how much I love your voice. Yeah, yeah. You know that. Like, if oh, my yeah, we're gonna do your cartoon, dude. And shit. Obviously, like, yeah. can, we, can, can we hear a little Dean Del Rey in front of Dean Del Rey? Yeah, it doesn't bother me. People think it does. Oh yeah. Only if they were doing some guys were doing my material on stage. Yeah. Uh, That's when I said, "Hey, man, I don't give a fuck what you do. You're yeah. getting the wrong. You're getting the wrong idea. You can do all you want in the hallway." But when you're on stage and I'm going on 10 minutes later, you're yeah. doing my bit. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's like that's right. ripping off material. You draw the yeah. line there. If, yeah, because yeah, what are you going to do? Walk around telling people to stop impersonate? I mean, I it's don't just, care about that. I like it. If it's anything, funny. it's fucking. It's their, like, you know. It's a compliment. Go around man. town and fucking spread the good word about right. it, you know. Well, I think it's a compliment. <clears throat> people are like, if they fucking are you know, doing impressions, it's a great compliment. They're like, hey, man, I'm making a mark, which yeah. doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. And like I said, but if you're doing my material on stage, with sure. my voice. That's that. That's, that's draw the line. I I I got to hear Dean in front. In, All right. In, well, so in, you in front of Dean. You'll just start talking. So act act like maybe you're looking in the mirror, like asking yourself what, like pumping yourself up for a set. And it'll be Dean to Dean. I got to get this going, man. God, God, it's just gonna be crazy crowd. <laughs> Don't you just gotta stick to what works, man? <laughs> 
Dude, are you going up? Dude, the factory loves you. <laughs> no, that's terrible, though. I know, I know it is. You it's know what? Cause it's you a caricature. Like, you know you sound like exit, stage left. Oh, it's a caricature. Yeah, I, yeah, I never yeah, said yeah. it was a spot oh, no, no. on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. only a handful of my impressions are, like, spot on. No, sure, no, sure, I, sure. I, I don't mind if it's spot on. You yeah. Know, uh, but like the Sandy, caricature. Sandy's is good, you yeah. know? But, but um, see... Uh, Adam is like the caricature artist at uh, Knott's Berry Farm or Disneyland or whatever theme park you go to. Right. That if you have body issues, never go to one of these people. Right. Never sit down and say, let's get a caricature done. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, especially me as a dwarf, I will never sit down for that because he'll put me with, like, sticks for arms and legs and, like, for and real? like the Goodyear blimp for a head. Oh, you know, like, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be fun. Like, whatever insecurities you oh, have yeah. about yourself, they bring out. Like, if you have a little beauty mark on your face, it's now all of a sudden the size of a large pepperoni pizza, <laughs> yeah, right. and it's like it, it, it's like it, it, it's your date. You're on date with your with your beauty mark. It's insane. They it's have- like when I get off stage sometimes, and people go like, "Oh man, you remind me of uh, you know like Chris Farley." Mm-hmm. Which is cool, but what you're saying is I'm fat. Just say, you, know, you know, that's like a polite way of you saying I'm fat or something. Which just say like you remind me of your your uncle or something. Right, right, you know, right, you don't right. need to throw in the celebrity doesn't soft right, touch right, it. Right, right, right. it, it. It'd be great if they followed it up with you remind me of Chris Farley, not your act. But just you in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah now, yeah, Dean, uh, we should we need to uh, before like things just get away and we don't even tackle this that. So you started comedy. How, give us your age right now. Uh, 46. 46. And the progress you've made in two years? I'm th- Just two weeks ago, third year completed. What? Yeah. Two, I thought, two weeks ago. I had no idea. I thought you were one of these journeyman guys. No, I started November 6, 2010 um, at wow. the Improv. was my first show. And if you're, if you're an aspiring comedian out there and you're like, God, how do I, you know, and, and you're... And first of all, if you're in L.A., which is a terrible idea to start here, but if you're right. doing it and you're here because you are already here in a 25-plus year music career, which we'll get into in a second, but you're already here and you're like, all right, well, now I want to do this. I have no choice, but I'm not going to move to fucking Bakersfield yeah. or, or Iowa to just do as many as I can and come back. You hit the ground running. You hang out at clubs. You show your face. You, you, you network. You just you be cool. You let get to know people. You, you, you let people know you're a comedian. So when they need a comedian, they go, "Oh, you know who's always funny in the parking lot? Like Dean Del Rey. Sure. He's always out there." And to be a nice shit. guy, and then yeah. what happens is people like what's happened, where they then go, "Hey, you want to come open for me?" Because not only do have I seen you and know you're around, but we get along, and right. which is just as important as you being funny on stage. <laughs> that's, that's half of it is the hang. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, and and guys will come up to me constantly. That's what Brad yeah, yeah. Guys mind. come up to me and go, "Hey, Brad, I want to open for you on the road." And my first thought is, uh, great, I know you're funny, but... He is dressed as well as Adam Ray. That's what he says. (laughs) That's what he says. The bar is high, and the pants are shitty. (laughs) Now, if you can do that, you can open for me. If you can roll around in a goodwill, then fucking show up. (laughs) I can spend $25 and look awful. All right. I'm going to tell this story. I cannot mention the comic's name because he will absolutely kill me. Okay. Uh, but I, this is great. But I will say that the other comic involved was uh, Ty Rivera. Who's, oh, I love him. Yeah, love Ty. Love him. He just had a great set on the uh, Gabriel Iglesias show. Yeah, he's a smasher, yeah, man. Great, yeah, great dude. So I have Ty and this other comic opening for me. 
and uh, it's somewhere like in one of these small towns in Arizona, like, oh, like Parker, or or something. Or something. not even Scottsdale, oh. like even like I think it might be a small casino. So, you know, I'm big time, so they have us in the Motel 6. <laughs> and, and they have... The worst. Yeah. And, Sandpaper sheets. A, a, absolutely. Oh, that, that weird floral pattern that looks like straight from your aunt's dress. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> they still got the magic fingers. Remember that thing? The you magic fingers? You put a quarter in that box on the side of the Oh, bed. then it just shakes the bed. <laughs> now, what was that? Is that... That's for... magic fingers. But what is that? It's supposed just, to massage you while It's supposed to massage, but, but, but really it's like, you know what? I just bought a $25 hooker. Now I want a 30-cent vibrator. That's... That's the, that's the level of uh, my classiness. My yeah, favorite yeah. was always on the ma- magic fingers. They would say, if you enjoyed this, call us and we can deliver this bed to your house. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Fuck off fuck with your off. shaky bed. Oh, my bed. God. Oh. Uh, I, I, I would love to be the operator that gets those calls. Because just the guy, the, the one dude that calls in, first of all, they'll, they'll be thrilled to hear from any human being. Yeah. Just the human I, contact. Oh, shit, we got a call. Yeah, great. But then the one guy that calls in, you know, is the dude that's driving a panel van. Just <laughs> yeah. like... Um, uh, your mattress, um, <laughs> it's, it's delightful. It's fantastic for, for, oh, well, I won't say. The guy who, the guy who owns Shaky Beds must have been in business with the hostess, yeah. uh, people. It's like the Tickle Me Elmo guys calling up and, and ordering that. In the voice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so I'm staying at the Motel 6. Now the, Are you guys all sharing one uh, room? No, no, the, uh, promoter was nice enough to, uh, get us two rooms. So, Ooh. I'm the headliner, I, I go, boys, I'm, I'm hot-dogging it. I'm gonna not. I'm gonna take uh, the bed by myself. I'm taking the room by myself, and you guys can share a room. So, middle of the night, Ty. Uh, this is his after the show. Ty knocks on my door. This is like two, three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and I open the door up. And uh, for sake of, uh, I, cause, all right, I, like I said, I can't say the comic's name, but he, uh, uh, he, he let, let, let's just say the comic's name is Brad, just so there's no confusion. Yep. But it's not the. Ty knocks on my door and goes, uh, Brad just shit the bed. <laughs> we got to figure out who this is already. My mind is just yeah, fucking yeah, rummaging yeah. through now, options. Is he middling, the guy that shit the bed? Because it'll help yes. us out a little more. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Okay, so he's middling. Ty's the host. Or Ty's, the host. Ty's the host. And what year is this? This is about four years ago. Okay, so. And, uh, uh, the guy, the is guy, it a white comic? Uh, <laughs> nope. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, but I literally, I. I, I won't lie to you guys, but I, I, if, if I say his name, it's going to... Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, so, he, so he goes, uh, Brad, but Brad just shit the bed. Right. And uh, at first, you know, this is 3 o'clock in the morning. I'd been asleep for maybe an hour, hour and a half. I don't believe it. I'm like, okay, when, when you say shit the bed, is that a euphemism for a bad joke? Right. Was yeah. he laying next to you trying to material? Is shit the bed because Ty is uh, out of the closet homosexual? Is shit the bed some Just code? Yeah. 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 yeah, is that like, okay, yeah. I don't even want to get near that. Are you and guys partying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I ask him that, and he goes, no, uh, Brad. Shit, there's the feces on the mattress. <laughs> that's another way to put it. And that's the thing is, and because it's Motel Six, the guy put him in the same bed. Like they they, they had oh, to they share a bed. bed? It, it, it wasn't two oh. twins. Oh, it was one king size bed Whoa. with. And you know how you make that wall of pillows yeah, just yeah. because it's like, hey, if, if we touch, we're gay. Yeah. The yeah. only time I'll ever accept that wall being made because yeah. this guy shit yeah. the bed. Oh. And uh, so. 
Was like, it diarrhea shit or solid uh, logs? That's a great you know, question. You know what? Yeah. I didn't really want to investigate. Yeah. The solid logs, you scrape it off, yeah, you put you it in a bag, you go, go all right, I'll put a pillow over that that's part right. of the bed. But chocolate milkshake, then that's messy. Dude, and that's game over. Yeah. You're sleeping on the floor it in the bathroom. smells bathtub. really Oh, that's not bad. going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So, uh, Todd. Hey, what did you guys eat that night before? I, did you go to a diner or something? I think it was one of these casino gigs out in. Buffet. Yeah. Buffet. Now, let me ask you guys this. If it was you who shit your pants yeah. in the bed or shit the bed and you had nothing else to wear yeah. and the only thing available to you were my maroon pants <laughs> oh, yeah. would you yeah. or would you not go out in public uh, oh, I'd wear those. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, okay, see, here's yeah. the thing. I just, I, I, I say you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, because someone going out in your maroon pants, people yeah. just automatically assumed you shit on your pants. Sure. And that's what made them that color. That's well, you know, that's 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 your opinion, Brad. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you a fucking prank that backfired on me. Uh, I, was, I, I like I was, this already. I was in in Vegas, and my buddy was shitting in one of the stalls at uh, Caesar. So mm. I went to the stall next to him, didn't make any sound, and dropped my pants, and I was going to just sh- His feet were spread apart so I could see his feet in my stall. Okay. I'm going to shit on his shoe, right? <laughs> so, oh, my God. Just to get this fucker, because he's a fucking asshole that'll light your foot on fire and shit. When okay, so he's already, like, made yeah, the first move. So I'm going to get this fucker. So his shoes are hanging in my, in my stall. I drop the pants, and I get right over it, and I drop the log, and I go, cool, and I pull my pants up and realize, oh, there's no log on his shoe. It went into my pant leg, <laughs> and I pulled the pants up on it. Now, it's, it's in my pant leg, and I'm like, fuck. Yo. And he hears me, he goes, what are you doing over there? And I'm like, god damn it. And now I've got shit on my, inside my leg, oh. and we're in Vegas for the week in one pair of pants. Oh, yeah. sweet Jesus. Backfire. So, right so, so, did you have, oh. so did you have to go to the gift shop? Yeah, and- I go to the gift shop. I buy these terrible Vegas sweats. So I'm wearing sweats. The, one, the, one, the ones that have like the drive home had, carefully sign on them, like it, all the no, like, Vegas cheesers on the nice. side. Nice. Oh, and you're that asshole the whole week. Yeah, people because like nothing, like, said, nothing says to the ladies, I'm ready to party, like walking like in a there. A pair of Caesar with, sweats. Yeah. With, oh, by the way, with motorcycle boots, though. Caesar sweats with motorcycles. You kept the motorcycle boots. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to buy, like, thongs or something. I'm already down, you know? Well, because I say if, if you're going to go douche, go full douche. That's yeah. right. You know, like, have, 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 have the flip-flops, have a tank top on but that says I'm with stupid. spending money on bad clothing. That gotcha. Is. You know, oh, man, I'm just biding my time. Okay, when this, so when this movie story. comes out, I will be buying a lot more multicolored pants. And, and then it'll be popular, and then Carson Daly will start talking about it on the oh, show, man. and everyone will start wearing them. And you guys will be like, fucking assholes. You'll be like the living color of comedians. Like, what the fuck is that guy? Dude, different. Eyes. What do you see? Yo, what if I became the different colored pants guy? <laughs> Every oh, night, what's oh. he gonna do? What's he gonna do? What color? Fuck. I mean, in that in that case, you would have. To, I, I think even Steve Harvey would look at you and go, respect. respect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like you're wearing different colored pants. I would love day. you if you only wore aqua ones and you were known as Adam Aquaman Ray. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh my God! That 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 sounds like a hook that the owner of the Laugh Factory, Jamie Masada, would come up with. Yeah, you've seen him in the new Sandra Bullock <laughs> film. He is Adam Aquaman Ray. What the fuck? But but buddy, you don't know. You go up with different colored pants, buddy. 
you wear the different colored pants, buddy. Then everyone come back to your show going, what color love pants? It, love it, love it. What color did he wear tonight, buddy? You don't know if it's turquoise. You don't know if maroon. Maybe a mauve. <laughs> buddy, this would be incredible. It'd be incredible, buddy. But they get Justin Bieber to tweet about your pants. Buddy. <laughs> and, and I say this, and I'll, I'll, I'll get back to the shit story, but I, we say this about Jamie, uh, Jamie Masada. There, there's two stories that I have that sum up Jamie Masada, the owner of the Laugh Factory, who's a legendary owner. He's seen everyone, but he he has this thing for gimmicks. He loves yeah. gimmicks. Like I think he might. I think he may have been the first guy to really say it's Asian comic night or it's right. black night right. or whatever. Theme nights. Yeah, theme nights. So when I first started doing and I, comedy, and I also started in Los Angeles, he would come up to me after the open mic nights and go. Buddy, this is great, buddy. You dwarf, buddy. We, we, you dwarf, we, buddy. We, we, we're going to do dwarf comedy night, buddy. <laughs> we have all little people in the audience, buddy. Oh they all come God. out. I'm like, there's like four of us in the state of California. <laughs> yeah. I, we're not going to get us all. And then he's like, we have all dwarf comedian, buddy. Yeah, because like three hours of, I can't reach that. It's going to get really fucking funny. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> In oh fact, that now God. I need to write Which, a joke. And that was one of your jokes during the open mic. Yeah, just absolutely. you walking up being like, trying I to reach the mic. Reach and, then, and then by the time you got it, you were like, good night, I'm yeah, Brad. That, 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 that was my three minutes. Yeah. Oh uh, my and and the, the, the other example I use is uh, there's another comedian. Uh, I don't know where he went, but his first name's Andy. And uh, he, ha- he like broke his arm or something. He did something to his wrist. And he had a cast on his arm. And when he walked on stage, because he still wanted to do stand-up, he had to he had to talk about it. It was the elephant in the room. He had to go on stage and say, "Hey, this is why I got a cast on my arm." So he gets off stage, and Jamie walks up and says, "Buddy, you're genius, buddy. You keep the cast on, buddy. You, you could be <laughs> you could be the cast guy, buddy. Everybody want to know. Well, how did he do that? How did he do that to his arm, buddy? Jesus. That's what you do. And and the." Just and this is the guy who's trying to make it. He's yeah. trying to get stage time, and that, and that's why a lot of these comics will listen to Jamie. Oh, yeah. And like, be like, good idea. Next thing you know, he's putting on a fake cast all the time <laughs> just to make Jamie happy. Now, Dean, one of the I think one of the advantages about starting as late as you did is that you, you know, obviously everyone is you know you're working towards uh, figuring out your point of view on stage and like what your voice is, so that obviously the writing's going to come easily once you figure out. How you feel about certain things, what you're, right, your you're view taking. on life, yeah, right. and you know when you when you look at the news and you see something, you're like, oh fuck, I immediately know my emotional connection to it and how I feel about it. So then now it's just about really uh, peeling back the layers of, of why it is I want to talk about this and what I want to uh, you know convey about uh, you know to a room full of strangers. So you're, I mean, you know who you you know who you are. I mean, right. fucking, at, I mean, shit. At what point? I mean, right. when you feel like you hit a point musically in life when you hit. At what age did you go? Fucking, that's who Dean Del Rey is, and yeah, you you know what? It's, it's like I think I'm I've always been like this, but it's hard to do comedy in your point of view. Sometimes, sometimes it's mine. It might be seen as mean mm-hmm. sometimes, so I have to. I think even soften the blow. I mean, you know, Bill Burr, he hits it pretty hard. He's, and he's a master Tell, at it. Yeah, yeah. they're great. But they've also been around 20 years, and, sure. and they've generated a crowd that goes to see that style. Right, right. I find a lot of times when I go on in the factory, um, I'm not doing impressions, and I'm not doing giant wacky stuff or whatever. I'm just mm-hmm. talking about stuff. Uh, it's going to be hit and miss. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I opened a joke last night. I said, how many dudes does Taylor Swift have to fuck before the press says, oh, this girl's a slut? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? She's fucked like 14 dudes yeah. this year. Yeah. And they go, there she is. Amer- America's sweetheart. Yeah. yeah, America's yeah. sweetheart. Lindsay Lohan crashes a car and she's a whore. She's not even fucking. She crashed yeah, the car right. and she's a whore. Because so, they I'm show some picture up. of her with her tits out. But Taylor's like all buttoned up. Yeah. She's not showing a lot. Right. She's it's, just doing it all behind the cameras. It, it, it's funny. I had the same observation. I never did it on stage. But Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. Same way. Yep. She has a new boyfriend every six months, and I, I actually had Jamie Kennedy's cock inside of her, yeah. and like that's got to be a pretty hoary thing to do. Well, well, <laughs> well fucking Taylor Swift had Jake Gyllenhaal. He's like yeah, forty Jake, or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? John, really? Not once do they say, "Hey, this is creepy." But that yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Kate Olsen last week's making out with her forty-two-year-old boyfriend at the Laker game or the Nets game. I mean, the Knicks. Yeah. And they're going like, oh, this is gross. And it's like, hey, wait a minute. Jake was just plowing America's sweetheart. Yeah, how old is Taylor Swift? <laughs> she's like, she's like 22. 20 now or 20, so like 21. She can't be 21, no? Is yeah, she? something, whatever. He she's, you she's, know what's really, really, she's really early 20s. I saw it, we flipped through the channels and saw her on like VH1 Storytellers, which is a show just fucking dedicated to people who have been uh, in the music you world want, yeah, you for 20 hear. plus years at least. Yeah, who have these stories? Who have who have you want to hear Springsteen storytellers? Yeah. You want to hear yeah. like ACDC storytellers, yeah. Motorhead storytellers, yeah. like and, and, and like uh, Simon and Garfunkel storytellers. Dude, those guys have seen some even shit. Jack White. If you're going to get into the last five years, hell you know, yeah, who's a fucking genius? Yeah. And he must sit around in fucking Nashville shooting himself every time he sees like uh, One Direction or look, there's always been <laughs> Dude, that kind of shit. Of we know that. But now... Well, pop is just much more in demand. Yeah, and now it's just everywhere. You know what I mean? It's, they just, want that, it's like nonstop shit, which is weird. She's up there. She's playing a song, and she's singing about... Uh, she's like, this next song, and she's playing this packed room, and she's like, you know when you're in high school and... <laughs> Immediately just starting with that story. It's like, all right, if you're fucking like Eddie Vedder being like, you know, back in high school, you know, yeah. remember that girl? Like, you're like. up at the lockers. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. You know, there's some rage like, behind it. There's that guy that likes you and he won't stop calling you. And then finally you're just like, I've had enough. And you tell your girlfriends, I told them tonight that I've had enough. And, they're yeah. all, and they get behind your back. But one of your girlfriends goes, I think you're being mean. And you stop and you think about that. <laughs> you know that song is for this girl. Yeah. Uh, uh, this song is for, and then she starts playing, and everyone's like, "Yeah!" And they cut to like two grown men who are just looking around, like, "Why the fuck am I here?" Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Great. She, she that, went like, "You know, when you're in high school and you keep getting emails, and it doesn't stop from." John Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, Mayer. what do you keep calling him? Jake Gyllenhaal? What's his name? Gyllenhaal. 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 Whatever. Gyllenhaal. Whatever his name is, man. You know, Gyllenhaal. Yeah. <laughs> At that point. Jesus Christ! Yeah, like how? What? What could she say to relate? You know when you're eighteen. Yeah, that's a song to hear. You know, you know when you're eighteen years old and John Mayer's plowing you, but then he never calls you back. Yeah, those, <laughs> that's the storytellers you want to hear. Yeah. John Mayer just gave it to me yeah. again and didn't call me back. Didn't call me back. <laughs> now Jake Dylan hands. I think, guys, I think what me. happens is these guys get some writer block. And they go, hey, why don't we fuck each other for a little bit and see if we get any kind of songs out of it? And, and Yo, Dean, is that a bit? <laughs> no, but that's a great saying, bit. Dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, he goes, hey, that sounds good. So he goes over. Because think about how many songs are because of like, oh, is that is that? Yeah. didn't she write some song where everyone's all of like, them are about her ex boyfriend? 
Right. So each time you get songs, Block and John Mayer, same thing. He's like, I've had five albums, man, a lot of hits. I got to fuck somebody that's below 20 years old. Just to have a different perspective on right, life right, and right. sex. Right, right, right. like a comic, you got writer's block, and you just go out like, I got to fuck some comic. Dude, chick, I don't care what it is. I need some jokes. <laughs> hey, what's happening? It's Dean Del Rey. Tune in to my show every Tuesday, Poolside with Dean Del Rey, 2 p.m. Pacific. I've got rock stars on. We talk comedy, music, movies, whatever. We talk the shit. Tune in, Poolside with Dean Del Rey. There's times, and I'm sure even three years in, you could agree when you're like, man, I've had a new bit. And then, like, something truly fucked up happens to you, and you go, this is going to be awesome on stage. Like, like that's your first thought of, like, oh, I can't can't wait to talk about this on stage. Well, you ever hear a chick say this one to you? This, you better not do a bit about me. It's like, get out of here. Well, because the thing yeah. is, most of the time when someone says that to you, yeah. it, it, it's because, like, they... they know it's a one-night stand. Or, or, like, or, like, they hiccuped during dinner, and they think you're going to do 20 minutes on that. Like, oh, my God, I just hiccuped during my tortellini. Isn't that great that it, some people have that view of comedians, that they're so <laughs> perceptive and, and, and desperate for material that it's like... And they were that observant to where it's like, yeah, yeah you drop your fork in a restaurant, and they're like, oh, God, don't put that in your act. It's like... <laughs> Fucking take it easy. You're not that interesting. You're not that interesting right now. You're at the comedy story like, hey, man, so last night I'm eating over at this restaurant. The bitch drops her fork, huh? Pick huge laugh. Yeah. Huge laugh. Destruction. Picks it up. Keeps eating. Oh, my God. This bitch. Waiter comes over. Would you like a new fork? She looks at him, right? And sets up like that. She looks at him, and I swear to God, says... No, I'm good. Oh! Uh, Catchphrase. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm good with somebody holding a fork. fork. Oh, so fucking dumb. (laughs) The problem is is I know some comedians that might try to sell those. Of course. (laughs) Now, uh, all right, so... so, Dean, you've been hustling your ass off, and you're you're getting up everywhere, and uh, and you made a lot of progress. I want to ask you, three years in, what if... Let's say there's a comedian here that just moved to L.A., and we know some that are that are out there that are, are, are grinding. And I know some that are, you know, uh, a year in and aren't grinding nearly as half uh, as, as much as you or at all, really. Right. What would you tell somebody who's starting in L.A.? Um, because obviously, like we said, it's just there's you're inundated with comedians, people trying to be comedians. People call themselves a comedians that do it once every four months. Yep. You're trying to how get in all these big out? rooms. Yeah. yeah. How do you? Uh, I think, I mean, you know, uh, I've only been doing it three years, but I uh, almost at fifteen hundred spots. See, what so, would you tell? No, that, I mean, I, I'm de- I just got here. You just got here. <laughs> what would you tell? I can't Dean? get on. What would you tell me of three years ago? <laughs> yeah, here's the thing, man. <laughs> Brad, if you can't see it, is laying down in a fetal position on the couch. Brad's doing like a, a break dancing move. <laughs> you on know the couch. Like, I'm having. I'm just I'm having like, this weird thing because it's Dean Del Rey giving advice to Dean Del Rey. It's awesome. I'm, 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 I'm loving this. I mean, you know, the thing is, like, if you're not going to work hard, just stop right away, because yeah. there's like I've 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 played music 25 years. I've never worked this hard at anything in my life. Like mm-hmm. comedy, ever. Like music, you got some other guys. If you're a little burnt, they pick up the slack. Sure. You know, comedy's guys, all on you. It's a it's solo adventure. Yeah. There's nobody else to rely on but you. And that's, yeah. to me, what's most appealing about it. Because when I was trying to, uh, after I graduated, I was like, oh, do I want to do improv and sketch? Yeah. But it was relying on people to organize rehearsals and fucking right. shoots. And I was like, dude, I just got to. That shit sucks. 
Yeah. It's a two-way street. If you're relying on other people, they always fuck you up. That's why I love comedy. Sure. Because after playing music so long, you always got the guy like, oh, the old lady doesn't want me to rehearse tonight. Or, yeah, or the old lady you know, wants to know why we only made two Other people holding you back. Whatever. Yeah. You've know, got different visions. One guy wants to get laid. The other guy just wants to play. He doesn't care about anything. Sure. The other guy just wants to do drugs. Right. And then you Never available for rehearsals. One guy calls you up. It's like, you know, I mean, you guys know Wednesday night's Gossip Girl. I can't go out because it cause, cause fucking the... happens, man. You can't believe it. You're going, what? Oh, you're out of here. Yeah, yeah. How many open mics or how many uh, nights hanging at a comedy club seeing and, and observing people who are, you know, killing it? Did it take for you to go, wow, I see what it, it's going to take for me to really make a – you know, I didn't really see what it took until I started doing it. You know mm. what I mean? Like when you're watching it, I really, I swear to God, when I was watching it, like I, uh, before the year before I started, I go, oh, I'm going to start going to the clubs, watch and see what it's done. I just thought these guys, like, you know, uh, say Sebastian or like that's who I was seeing a lot. Sure, sure. Uh, I just thought they just popped in and just winged, winged some shit and rolled. Wow. It, I it, swear it, to God. It's so naturally funny, dude. He'll just go up yeah. there and talk to yeah. You know what? I This one thing I said, I swear to God, I told Jay Davis this when I started, and I go, man, I'm not going to be like these fucking guys doing the same shit every night. Fuck that. Every night, <laughs> I'm going to come in with new stuff. Yeah. And that, th- these guys. I think about shit during the entire day. Probably yep. 20 different things I could talk about. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I also noticed? Everything I wrote down when I started, when I would go to the comedy club, I would go to watch and I go, oh, well, just check that off. The guy just did that one. <laughs> oh, just check that out. You know, because yeah, they're that. like premises that everybody's thinking. Sure. You know, I had right, like right, a skydiving right. joke. I had one that like I was going to do about... You know, hitchhikers, whatever. They're just getting peeled off the list. Yeah, and you're going, wow, sure. I got nothing. It, yeah, yeah it, it's it's funny you mentioned that that uh, you thought that comics do it new every night and and, and just wing it. Uh, I just did a show at the Irvine Improv on Sunday, and then uh, by the time this airs, the show will have already happened. But I was at the Ontario Improv on Friday. There was someone at the Irvine show that went, now is it going to be all new stuff if we come and see you in Ontario? I'm like, it's five fucking days away. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What, with with a holiday in between. You expect me to write an hour's worth of material? Yes, I mean, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, you want well, an hour? Well, like, that's the new era. Like, L- Louis C.K. is doing something unbelievable in this business where he's doing a new special every year. That's right. That was un. Fucking heard and he, of, and he yeah. is up like working it out in New York every night. And when he comes yeah. out here, but he's also at a point to where he's so clear on his voice and his yeah. stuff that he can probably say a bit out in his head and and know almost you know how yeah. how would Louis C.K. Twenty yeah. years in, yeah. man, you, you you just go like, oh, I saw a guy fucking just eat shit today, and he knows how it's going to make it funny. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, it, 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 it's uh, one comic, one veteran comic once described it to me as. You get to a point where your act is a machine. You drop in the premise, and then out pops the joke because you just know how you view it, what your take is on it. And some of these guys, like like Louis, like uh, like a Bill Burr that does a new special George at least Carlin every other year. Carlin did it. He knows his voice, and it, it, it's figuring that out. And some people are like, well, it's just your opinion. Uh, your voice is your opinion. It's not. It's yeah. how you view it, how you can break something down, how you can look at something and come up with an observation that no one else can come at. That's I right. Because uh, one thing I, I – this is like the third time I've mentioned him or he's come up in the podcast now. But one thing that Bill Bird does is he does a bit and you go, fuck, like – 
how many people talk about their dogs, yeah. yet he's doing this bit about his dog that's yeah. completely different yeah, than anyone. Yeah, I once heard that if you're going to have a bit like everybody else is doing, I forgot who told me this, make sure it's the – I think it was Bill that told me this, that it's the the quintessential, you know, the the – the like he has the Schwarzenegger joke. Right. It's the Schwarzenegger joke. Once you see that, you go, "Well, I'm just gonna not do a Schwarzenegger yeah, yeah, yeah. joke." Yeah, yeah. Make sure that yours is the best one. You know what I mean? And that's Absolutely. what he did on that last special. Now this know? is gonna segue into your music career. But what made you finally go, "Okay, I want to switch things up"? Uh, just what got you? What was it uh, being influenced by? Where we at time was? Oh, we're good. Okay, cool. Thirty five minutes. Good. Was it seeing comedians being a fan of comedy? Like uh, you've probably always been a fan of comedy, yep. right? But was it just being like done with one chapter of your life, or was it like you see one show and you're like, "Fuck!" Because we were just talking about this earlier. How in your music days you were just like, you know, because you don't party, you don't do a yeah. drink or anything like that, and I burned it up, huh? Yeah. So, but you were like the life of the party back then, which I feel like a, a lot of not all comedians, but we're there's a handful of us that were in social situations. The, you know, people, you attracted a crowd. And sure. I think that's why yeah. you got up on stage. I know I was that way. I know you were that way. Right. I'm sure right. I was that way. So what was it that, that made you want to jump into this and leave well, music? I, you know, like, I always wanted to do comedy. But mm-hmm. when I was a kid growing up in the Bay Area and stuff, there wasn't kids doing comedy. You know gotcha. what I mean? It was, so it they, was all, like, they, they all had guitars in the quad, and those guys were getting laid at yeah, age 16. Yeah, you start playing music. I mean, like, to me, the comedians were Robin Williams when I was growing up, mm-hmm. uh, Bob Cat in, in San Francisco, uh, Bobby Slayton, Kerry uh, Snow. They were older people. Yeah. They weren't fucking 15 years right. old. You know what I'm saying? So there was, nobody, there was nobody 10 years older than you for you to look up to and go, I did, I did, there wasn't Which is like, crazy because now there's Bo Burnham breaks at 17, so now all these 12 year olds are like, I'm going to start stand up. Oh, yeah, you can yeah. go to Laugh Factory Comedy Camp. You know what I mean? Uh, they didn't sure. shit like that when I was. But, yeah. but, but every kid in the neighborhood had bands in the garage. There you go. And I was like, you know what? I was into two things I was into Cheech and Chong, <laughs> Carlin, Pryor. I loved the swearing and stuff. Right. I was like, whoa, listen to this shit. And I also loved Ted Nugent, ACDC. And uh, Zeppelin and the Eagles and shit. So I was bold. And they were they ran together at the time. You right. know what I'm saying? So, like, so you admired performers early on. You were like, I just liked Outlaws, man. Like I liked Hell's Angels. I like that. Uh, it's a true story, man. I love the Hell's Angels. I love Evil Knievel. I love Ted Nugent, who's a dick now. But at the time. <laughs> yeah. Side note. Yeah. But at the town. Scott, you know. Bo- Motor City Madman, like the guy, the guy's crazy. But it's funny how crazy is cool when you're young, but crazy when you're old is crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> stay was... away from me. I have a restraining order. <laughs> yeah, right. What I don't really understand about Ted Nugent is back when I used to see him, he played in front. I was showing uh, Adam. Uh, he played in front of sixty thousand people. Wow. He had to be up there just going, fuck you, garbage people. I hate you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he had yeah. to just smoking weed, and he didn't do any of that. Yeah. He right. had to be going, I'd like to drop a bomb on all of yeah. you. you know? <laughs> this one's called Wang Dang Sweet Poo Tang. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just fucking crazy, man. Now, so, so, what, so then how did you go from, all right, I, I love music, into you start a band? Is that like? Started a band. Just growing up know? in Seattle, everybody was starting bands. I mean, even when sure. I was in sixth grade, there were kids in my school being like, yeah. hey, man, we we got a band in seventh grade. We're called Half Mast. Yeah, in <laughs> high school, man, you know, like I was doing drugs, 
drinking and playing uh, at the biggest San Francisco clubs. Why people were like, what did you do last night? I watched Happy Days. I was like, oh, I played at the Stone on Broadway and then went to a strip joint after we <laughs> snuck in the back. You know what I mean? Like yeah. real shit. God and I stories. tried a little fucking bump of coke, man. <laughs> you know, like, See, at what age? Uh, 16, man. This so life started. was dealing. Dean Del Rey, if you ever have kids... Yeah, I, 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 I but if you do, <laughs> yeah. if you forget to pull out condom breaks, yeah. whatever, if I can't wait for the day when because it, it, it happens to all parents. Yep. When the kid looks at the parent and goes, shut up, dad, you're not cool. You were like, listen, <laughs> wow. you little son of a bitch. Shut the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. Listen you know to the about last night podcast. <laughs> yeah. You better fucking look around this hut, motherfucker. <laughs> That's me. Look at those pictures. Yeah. Right now right show Brad. All right. Yeah, right here you go, Brad. This what? is me in '81 on the Back in Black tour backstage. Wow. You got you, you you got Hulk Hogan hair. Yeah, it was blonde. It was like I used to work construction, and it was like just. And that's with. That's Tell, right. Give Brad a Shit. quick. Give Brad a uh, Brad a quick Wikipedia of the the bands you've opened with. Because like you've seen. ACDC yeah. is my favorite band of all time. That's not, well, that's look at this. Insane. This is Bon Scott tattooed on. You my got Bon side. Scott tattooed on Fuck you. Yeah. So that's '80, uh, 1980, actually. Uh, Back in Black tour. Backstage oh. at the Cow Palace, okay? I'll tell you what, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, Ben! <laughs> it's me with the Bullet Boys. Remember them? Were you around there? Holy shit. Yeah. And, and and so you've you've done this, man. You've been with these bands. You've oh, been, I was just yeah. telling Dino, I was like, I mean, scene. do you see yeah. that long, flowy, blonde hair? He had yeah, jean shorts in a picture. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. I dressed like Adam Ray. Or Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's why he's trying to save you. It's Dean Del Rey yeah, talking to young Dean Del Rey. What's going on? You're the ghost of fucking fashion past. <laughs> what I'm trying to help you out is later on in life with photos, you go, oh, <laughs> you're you already been you through it. You know what? You're not just fucking. Yeah. That's great dude <laughs> this is a funny one look at this cowboy hat you know wow. like bandanas on showing me. off matching hula girl tattoos yeah, or something yeah, that's la guns tracy guns right there la guns. but see i'm looking back at those jean shorts and long hair going fuck yeah yeah so that's... you don't think somebody will look back at my maroon pants and go dude <laughs> no. hell yeah no <laughs> <laughs> no you know seattle, what? seattle the thing i liked about seattle was uh, I grew up in the Bay Area, San Francisco and stuff. Very similar. Yeah, just same clothes. All of a sudden, you yeah. didn't have to right. buy clothes anymore. You just wore the clothes you had. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. And, all, yeah. And, all, and all of a sudden, it was trendy. The worse you <laughs> look, the better. You yeah. Know? yeah. No, you, 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 know what, you know what's going to happen to your maroon pants, Adam Ray? Is I, I'm, I don't know if you remember this commercial. I think it was for like a website that sold stuff like eBay. I, I, think, I think it was an, e an eBay commercial. Some dude is selling a lime green hatchback car. And, he, and he's got his wife next to him going, who the hell is going to want a lime green hatchback? Oh, yeah, remember that? Cut to that guy who's in a lime green everything house, a, a lime green yeah. mug, lime yeah, yeah, green yeah. suit. He goes, oh, sweet Jesus, yeah. a lime green hatchback. Yeah. There's That's going to be a guy with your maroon pants. There's a market for <laughs> everything. There's a buyer at any point in time. Hey, which, by the way, this has got to be the best podcast I've done. Like, Oh, really? Well, it's like... Three dudes talking about some good shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, other people listening are going, "No, these guys aren't talking about good shit." <laughs> but I'm just saying. Well, like, that, you know. well, dude. But here's, I mean, shit, man. Like, you know, it, uh, you know, there's we could easily sit here and talk comedy the entire time. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, you know, there's people that are well-rounded, like. You know the shit, man. The, the stuff musically that you've and gone by well-rounded, you mean have done a 
fuckload of drugs. Yeah. Like, yeah. all of yeah. them. Have, like, have every, every pill and liquid in their nose. Like, I can, I've done them all. You guys, what yeah. drugs do you have guys you really? do? I, I've done them all. I can only claim, Let's go through. I can only claim weed and uh, did cocaine one time and then said, never doing now, that shit Now, what are the again? cocaine <laughs> effects on a door, from be honest? Uh, basically, that ceiling was spotless that night. Because uh, you cleaned it? Oh, my God. I, like, because... I, I my my dad's real OCD and I was always raised to you know keep Be clean. room clean yeah. everything clean and I I don't have it but for some odd reason when I'm on coke yeah it comes out everything comes out and I'm super OCD and I'm wow. looking around and the paranoia like well I, I I somehow relate that if someone's gonna see that splotch on the wall they're gonna know I'm on coke yeah so I need to clean that splotch on the wall wow, like, wow. I I remember these thoughts going in my head and at the same time. Remembering thoughts going, Brad, shut up, you're insane, but you're, but you, but you still fucking clean, and you're still like, like all these things come out of you. So when that happened, I was like, no, I'm you're never, done. I'm did never you doing do, that again. Do, now, do, your size, do you need a big bump or a little? Bump? I did one bump, and right. I was like, yeah. and I and I told people that, and it, they think it's a joke, but it's truly not. Like I get drunk quick. Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah. Like two, half a beer. Well, of course. Half, half beer. I'm buzzing hard. Right. Two beers. Gone. I'm not driving that night. Yeah. Like I'm the cheapest day in the world. So that's me. It's not. It's not that. Not not that advanced. Adam, I, 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 I know you got, you've Adam? done weed. Yeah, I mean I've done I've done weed. I mean, you uh, mean an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, fuck. If this was five years ago, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. You know, I didn't. I smoked pot maybe twice before I came down here, and then when I got to college. My freshman year roommate was just like, "What's up, man? My name's Justin, dude. Fucking from Del Mar, San Diego, dude. Fuck. You smoke pot within two minutes. He asked me if I smoke pot. I'm like, I mean, yeah, I have. You know, fucking yeah, twice you, in my head. Yeah, your, like, your, your first day at college. You want to be cool. Cool right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like, cool, dude. He's like, fucking, we'll burn later, dude. Fucking, my folks are here. They'll burn with us. Oh, I'm just like, oh Jesus. That's always the grossest to me oh, when yeah. the kid gets high with their parents. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't give a fuck what you do, but we got to separate getting high from us yes. and your parents. There's always just Yo. fun. I used to know this guy. His mom was the coke dealer. Oh, God. <laughs> it was so funny. Dude, I went to school with this guy in high school, and at, at night, we'd be like, you think your mom could front us? <laughs> and she I mean, would. Wow. And, 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 and was that guy proud of his mom? You know, or was that guy I like think it hated was just it? Kind of a fucked up, uh, I, you know. I, a lot of my coke mom. That sounds like a fucking. Stuff, mm-hmm. You know, not like the biker trash like Modesto, but more like you know, <laughs> Bay Area biker. Yo, there's no reason why Coke Mom can't be on MTV or TLC. It's coke like a re- mom was really a reality show. Too. Of course, oh. dude. A hot mom who sells coke to her son's friends. Yep. Oh, you're. I mean, you're. Lining up at, at at her window every night, going, "All right, blow job or coke. Either way, I'm blow coming out on coke. top." <laughs> I think the funnest part about coke is going to get it. After you get For it, real? you're kind of like, "Eh, we got it," and you're doing it or whatever, and you're a weirdo. But going to get it, the mission. All right, yeah. well, well, I got excitement. Right, you definitely sound like. You. All right, so I, I've done shrooms twice. I've yeah. uh, I love I've, those. I've um, I haven't done ecstasy or fucking uh, meth or coke. Uh, I've been around coke a lot just from. Dude, so many actors at acting school that I see were doing that shit, and I, I was, I was always, I was tempted a few times, but I also just, you know, pot. I never had a a negative, uh, you know, connotation of 
Shrooms, I was like, I heard some great stories that made me go, fuck, I want to just try that once. Yeah, that's I'm, great. I'm, I'm curious what my brain will come up with. Right. right. When somebody tells me they looked at a painting and the fucking, it was a guy, a cartoon like jazz guy, holding it, pouring a drink, and he's the fucking, the drink was spilling on his floor, and he was crying watching fucking music videos, and I was like, that just sounds ridiculous. I want to see what yeah. that's like. <laughs> he said he was dancing with a girl, and it felt like he was coming in his pants, and yeah, then he well, feels down, and it's completely dry. I don't know what dry. mushrooms he was taking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were ecstasy mushrooms. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sounds like makeup mushrooms. <laughs> the guy never really took them. He just made shit up. You know those guys? Oh, God. You guys well, the guy goes, I smoke. Well, the guy that doesn't want to smoke pot, so he tells you about one story yeah. that was so crazy that didn't right. even happen, just to let you know that I tried it and I'm yeah. done. And Yeah, it's the craziest story he goes, ever. Oh, yeah. He goes, I took one hit and fucking saw my dad who passed away nine years ago. <laughs> Jesus was hovering over my head taking shits on my sofa. I'm so like, I don't do pot anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that weed doesn't what's that exist. Stuff? Wait, so, no, what's the... Hi, guys. Fraser Smith here wearing my I'm Rick D's t-shirt. I think it's a good look. Hey, listen, I've got the uh, live show every Tuesday night here at the John Lovitz Comedy Club. $2 Tuesdays, guys. Come on. $2 to get in. $2 beers, first of all. And uh, $3 parking. We lied about the t- $3 on the parking, but that's not bad, right? So please check that out. Come on down to the John Lovitz Comedy Club. It's an 8 o'clock show. We have some awesome stand-up comics. There goes my producer closing the door in the middle of the promo. But uh, we also want you to join us on our podcast. It's 1 o'clock Tuesdays. And then I understand there's a thing called downloading. I don't know what that is. But if you want to do that, too, fine. We've got some great guests. The show is awesome. This week we have the great Darren Carter, who didn't make it. And Dangerous Dick. So check us out. We have no actual guests, but uh, we have a great podcast. And we have a great Tuesday night show. $2 beers, guys. Come on. We're back on the GoCast Network. So Coke, the journey is better than getting the actual... Well, Coke to me is a weird thing. I only do it when I would be really fucked up on booze. Mm-hmm. Like if you do Coke sober, it's gross to me. You're like, ah. You know what I mean? You can't hide the twitches. No, that arm, you just, you know. That you was probably my problem. Fucking bug <laughs> running across my floor right there. All right. And we're not even on shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that yeah. fucking thing. Well, man. no, I think we're just talking about drugs, and the bug came out like you holding. That's a yeah. cricket, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, Kill that, that thing, Adam. Yo, when I was on mushrooms, I definitely good. talked to some fucking insects. <laughs> you yeah. talked to insects? Oh, yeah, dude. Hey, there was one that was I sitting there just looking right at me, and I was just like, dude, you don't even know what's happening right now. I started talking to him about my ex-girlfriend at the time. And, you know, Dean's taking him out. Dean's, Dean's firing a, off it's after it's a, it's a cricket right yeah. now. Yep, there he goes. Nope. <laughs> We're literally watching. You are listening to a live bug murder <laughs> on the About Last Night podcast. Uh, Wait, he's surviving. Nope. Yeah, you had. You, Wait, that was a grasshopper. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> All grasshopper cricket. You know what? <laughs> Thanks, Dean Delray. You just killed a bug in our podcast. Now our one listener, who is a card-carrying member of PETA, is like, "I will never listen to this podcast again." They <laughs> murdered. They murdered Jiminy Cricket <laughs> Jiminy on the cricket. podcast. I, I can't do this. Okay. Uh, what's now out of your uh, your music? So I mean, you apparently. Oh, have opened for a lot of big bands. I have, yeah. Tom Petty. Holy shit. Uh, One of my Black favorite Crows, bands. Lenny Kravitz. Wallflowers. Wallflowers. Did a 10-month tour with the Wallflowers around the world. 
Wow. Uh, also shot a documentary film on Jacob Dylan that he has at his house that probably one day will come out. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it will. Now, it was now, just pretty uh, sensitive at the time. Now, I, I, I've always wondered this because when I go to concerts, you know, I pay. I try to pay to the opening bands, but you know, you're there for the headliner, right? So, did, did you find that people came and you got new fans of your band who oh, saw yeah. you? I sold it. I tell you what, that was, um, I think, 2006 or something. I, I don't know, man. My brain is foggy on some <laughs> stuff. It is. It's just weird because it's all... This part of the podcast is brought to you by cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) It's all... I mean, you know, all the years seem the same to me in the 2000s. There's nothing, you know, I mean, Nothing sticks out. You know, when you're doing shit as cool as me, like touring with the Stones (laughs) and stuff, it's just, you know... Wow. (laughs) That's not like Brian Callen there, right? Yeah, dude. But my shit's... Well, you know, when you've been in a Hangover 1, Hangover 2, Mad About You, Sex (laughs) in the City, Entourage... when you're in, like, Brazil with the Stones and there's one million people, you know, you forget shit. But um, uh, well, I was lucky to be a solo acoustic on that Wallflowers tour. Oh, okay. Now, on some of the tours, uh, it's not like the old days where the bands were like, oh, boo, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Usually, the, the fans know of the guy from websites. Or sure, Like, oh, sure. these are their friends, and we right. dig them, too. Right. It's like, you know, kind of grassroots feel, yeah. which is cool, but... You do get some evil, you know, like um, like I would see chat boards like, oh, why is Dean open? And they should have Billy Bob open or, what, you know, Jesus. people like different sports. Well, at least teams. you were enough to be like in a discussion of whether it's, you know, positive or negative yeah. Yeah. mentions. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would imagine my favorite because I've seen this happen in comedy before where they go like, oh, man, you know, you're, you're opening act. I, I didn't really like him. You yeah. should tour with like Chris Porter yeah. or like the name some other headliner. It's yeah. like, I would love to. But yeah. guess what? We're both doing comedy clubs, and if we both do that, there's not enough money to go around. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. We're kind of. So I, I'm, I'm. You know who's I, funny? Chris Rock. You should see if you <laughs> could go around the country with him. I like when how they act like you have no idea how the business works. Yeah. <laughs> you ever notice that? Yet they you still know? tell you yeah. how you should operate. I had a chick come up to me at Scottsdale, and I had like a really good set. This particular one time, I didn't bomb. And uh, <laughs> I was wearing glasses that night because Jay Davis yeah. got us there late. He forgot that uh, Scottsdale doesn't have the time change. Oh, so right, we're right, right. Now we're late. Oh, wow. So I, I wear glasses. So I would get there. The guy goes, get the fuck on. You guys are late. And I run in, right? And I'm mad because, yeah. you know, I'm like, God damn it. I yeah. Right now. And I deliver this just mad, ugh, funny ass. But it was set. great. Yeah. Kill it. Yeah, man. After I'm done, Chick comes up to me. And she goes, you were really great. You look like Drew, Drew Carey. I said, oh, oh, right on. She goes, you know what would be funny? It's if you did Drew Carey's jokes. And wow. I was like, you know what would be funny? It's if you were a hot chick. Wow. And just that's how mad I you was. You were angry. Of course. I just rocked it. And she just says it would be funny. Yeah, that's not even – I mean, that's that's not even a, an intelligent – like, there's not even a, an ounce of yep. suggestion in there that you might be like, yeah, or, or humor and go, yeah. yeah, you know, I'll think about it. Like, sure. I, yeah. I see what you're trying to do. That's There's no way – that's that going to help you at all. It's a straight insult. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. They have no idea about sure. the biz or whatever. They just sure. think, well, I'll show up next week and do some uh, prior stuff. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, my, my, dude, when I went in, to, you know, so I went in for this uh, uh, callback today and to play De Niro's son in this movie. My mom, I swear fingers to God. Fingers crossed. To, hope you get fingers it. Fingers crossed. My yeah, mom, yeah. I swear to God to you, she, she 
same. She goes, you should tell them how much you like De Niro. Then she goes, <laughs> you should tell them because this this character is uh, De Niro like bailed on him. When Are you younger. doing like this boy's life too? Like it's older now. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> she goes. You should tell them that because De Niro bailed on the kid when he was younger. She goes. You should tell him that you know your Dale, dad bailed on you, and tell him that you know that he was a oh uh, doctor, and that your dad also likes De Niro. Like things like that. That I'm yeah. like, yeah. Why would you even think? Yeah, the room works like that. And then and then, yeah. and then she was just like, all right, well, you know, hey, you, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. You can say no, thank you. And it's like, <laughs> don't make me feel like an asshole for not taking an awful suggestion. Yeah. But in what world is she living in where you show up before you even audition? You say, hey, before, but hey, guys, thanks in for the having room, me. First of all, ten guys. Yeah, but before I even start, let me just tell you what a big fan I am of Robert De Niro, and then the director. Throws down his glasses and goes, I've seen enough. Yeah. You've got yeah, the yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, or he throws in this one. My father left me. So I'm, I know exactly how to play this, man. I'm hurting out here. And yeah. They're like, we got to give it to him. His oh, father yeah. left him. Because that's not happening to anyone and else nowadays. And Everyone's know, father's around. Yeah. <laughs> and I know she means well, but it's like, you, sure. just, you know, they're. Um, God, man, you you forget how like deep into this we are that you can't really sometimes see it from the other side because you yeah. you're like you just assume you're like all right because she can't, I'm sure we can all remember starting out how unsavvy business absolutely in the business aspect of this we are and we're oh. all still learning we're all still relatively pretty yeah, fucking yeah, new in this and trying to figure yeah. shit out and you know how to when to kind of you know email somebody about something or 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 how to uh, man, conduct I yourself. The other <laughs> thing is don't talk to people in public. You know what I mean? Like managers. There's no like, rule book for it. Like Comedy yeah. Central came up to me a couple weeks ago and they're like, "You're incredible, man." Uh, we like to have a meeting with you. Give me a card. After about an hour, I'm pretty sure they're like, don't answer that guy. Because yeah. <laughs> he started like talking yeah, too yeah, much, yeah. man. You got to save it. When just you take don't the have card. a manager, yeah. like, I don't, you just fuck up. And they go like, uh, see you later. Just accept the compliment. <laughs> I know. Walk away. And go with mystique. Just walk away and let them think that what yeah. you were about to say was going to be the most genius thing they yeah, ever that, heard. That way if you fuck up and say something crazy and you yeah. do it in their office, like conference room set up, they're yeah. like... He took some risks today. <laughs> like, even though you were being fucking crazy and, like, uh, kind of weird, but you yeah. do that in a, a social setting, they're like, he doesn't know how to interact with humans. But in a <laughs> conference room, this guy's fucking bold. Right. He yeah. made a choice to be different. It's so tough, man, you know, like when you're out there because you're like, you don't know what, how to talk to the people because they're dicks. Right. Usually they're just like... They're looking for you to do something yeah. not appropriate in and, their minds. And there's always the guy that hates you and then maybe two that like you. So they're dying to pounce on any mistake you sure, made. Sure. Like, oh, I told you. Right. And guess what? Because it, it, They want their boy. It, yeah, because it wasn't their idea right. to have you. And everyone just wants their guy. So they could be like, remember it with me? Yeah. I thought of it. So I should be the head of the studio. But, you know... <laughs> That's by right. the way, that's Brad's impression of you. By the way, you think my <laughs> dean? You, you think you that's think amazing. my you think my dean is bad? He did me death. Yeah. See that? He's like, oh, by the way, I should be head of the studio. Wait, wait, can I, wait. Let's try to do a, a deaf Dean Del Rey. Jesus, Dean Del Deaf. <laughs> Dean Del Deaf. That, no, that sounds like a rapper. Though. That's yeah. a cool name. Yo, man, Yo, what's up, motherfucker? Dean Del Deaf here. Yeah, coming from the H Wood under the sign with the cocaine smile. Look out, motherfucker! H Wood, Dean Del Deaf, and Brad on the side. Hit it. Boom, 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 
I'm buying that album. And my main man, Adam Ray, in his maroon pants. <laughs> Adam Ray dresses like he goes to the Goodwill. See, Says, fuck it. Motherfucker gets no thrill on his package in those gray pants. No, they're maroon because I'm colorblind. <laughs> Colorblind. So bad. Colorblind in the goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rihanna comes in, sings the hook, and Some it's a hook. hit. It's a hit. And it's and a Taylor hit. Taylor Swift dates you. <laughs> Fuck. Callback. It came full circle. Now, it is, uh, has there been a, since you've had uh, quite the experiences both in the comedy world and music, is there have you met somebody that you've gotten starstruck by are you so just like unfazed by it now because you've been with big acts and you hang with big comics i mean i i feel weird around ck you know Louis, I see, yeah i see him uh because you know? he's the fucking michael jordan stand-up he, yeah well to me i saw him about five years ago before i started comedy i was going to jay davis's live at the party mm-hmm. and uh he was working that shameless stuff i guess he was living at venice at the time and mm-hmm. he was doing the uh, Lucky Louie show. Right, right, right. I didn't know who he was. And this is when I really wanted to start doing comedy all of a sudden because right. I was there and I was seeing these guys and I was like, this is a whole new fucking thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't seen comedy in about 50, 15 years except for Chris Rock. I'd go see sure, sure, and sure. I'd see Seinfeld. But like musically, that means you're a creative person. So you're, you're seeing these guys you don't know about and seeing what they're creating and thinking like, oh, man, I, I haven't even viewed style, it. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was like, what? This, these guys are gangster. Right. You know? And, and um, so, so you, you see Louie. I started seeing him working this stuff. I, and, you know, I never remember guys' names. Everybody has weird names. You know, it was like, sure. you know, like uh, Louis C.K. Uh, you know, so I asked Jay, what was that one guy? He's like, I don't know. He told me, uh, he's like, oh, you mean Mike Marino? He was describing other dudes. I was like, right. oh, no, he's like, oh, but he's nothing. And then about a month later, I saw him again. I was like, oh, this is the guy. So now mm-hmm. when I see him at the improv and stuff, I, f- I f- you know, I, what do you say to that guy? Because you you, you've mean? seen him. You saw him before he really, which is crazy, yeah, yeah. That before he blew up. And it's like, shit, man, he's 25, 30 years in the making. That's right. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, him, Bill Burr's, uh, I mean, I hang with Bill Burr, uh, like we went dirt bike riding and stuff, but it's always kind of weird to talk to him. Sure. You know what I mean? Because I love his comedy, and I just kind of feel weird around, you know? Like, I <laughs> hang around big stars and, like, music and stuff, but those are friends over years. Yeah, And you sure. get over that. Uh, but with comics, you see them for five minutes, you're like, hey, oh, hey. Yeah, you were, well, yeah. you're also on their level, probably in that world. Like you're hanging with Bill. Is there a little bit of like shit? I'm a fucking. I'm. We're in the same boat, but you're years ahead oh, of me. So, yeah. so I you mean, you feel a little inferior. Well, maybe. I always tell. I told. I tell people this, man. Comedy is the only thing, the only thing you do, where mm. the pros and the beginners are in the same room all the time. And yeah. You can, and you're next to the guy. Yeah. Like if you're in a beginner band. You don't hang out with ACDC. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not in the hall going, hey, you guys working on some new tunes? Yeah, yeah, there? yeah. You know the the I mean? kid who's practicing his clarinet solo for the talent show isn't going on the same stage as Ben Harper. Same, same thing. <laughs> or even right. acting. You do the audition. You maybe see, like I did a movie with uh, Ice Cube. You see him on the set like that day. You don't see him weeks before. So that's sure. even weird. Like, whoa, that's fucking Ice Cube, man. I grew up on NWA. Now I'm doing the first scene with him. We haven't even said hi to each other yet. Yeah. That's and now we got to do that. Shit. But you're, you're absolutely right. And, and it's one of the things I love about it because you watch comedian documentaries. You watch I Am Comic. You, won't, you watch comedian. And then you, you, you see, like, especially in comedian, you see Jerry Seinfeld, the, the top of our business, 
doing exactly what you're doing. Working uh, out. Working and, out material. And he's eating it, and those yeah. guys are going like, you used to be funny. And, and like giving him no respect. Yeah. Like, yeah, we know you have been funny for 20 years, but these 10 minutes right now, you're not funny, so <laughs> this fuck is bullshit. you. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, what? That's a fucking... I mean, I enjoy watching Bill Burr or, or CK. When CK's working out stuff, I right. make sure I go all fucking shows to see him because I learned so much to see how fast he tweaks yeah. stuff and the moves he made and the chances he takes. Also, it's inspiring, man, to see, oh. to, to know what is still uh, possible and what you, you know, it, it, when you stick with it and to see how much. You know, if you go back and, and watch him now working his hour out, and then you watch a clip of him ten years ago and see that there's even a difference there, even though because you just assume, like you said with Seinfeld, like shit. Until that documentary came out, I just assumed, oh, that guy was always great, yep. and he right. was always. Which there are some people that always have something in that, like Chappelle. I, I hear he was like killer when he started, but right. no way he was near what he is now. Right, yeah. but. Yeah. Um, and people that go see comedy shows, they also when they like they see ten minutes of Seinfeld after seeing him for years, and they go, "God, what happened to him?" After yeah. the ten minutes they saw, <laughs> a giant chunk of the people who do that don't step back and go, "Oh, he's working out," or they don't understand, they don't understand right. the process, which is which kind of sucks. But at the same time, it's good for us that they don't know that because yeah. then it forces Seinfeld to get that reaction of maybe a little bit too judgmental and not giving him the benefit of the doubt on everything. Yep. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, the thing with us is, like, like especially me, like you, I go on with Brad or, or Delia or these guys are murdering. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And everyone's looking at you like, why does he have this spot? Yeah. Why does he have it? Let's see. <laughs> right. Is he funny? I'm just as funny as this guy. Yeah, so even the comics are sitting back there. Yeah, just and like, so mm. you got to fucking deliver, man. Sure. You know? It's funny. Half the time you're performing, yeah, for the audience, but you want – you, oh, yeah. you, you, you want, yeah. You, you want the comics up in the balcony yep. of of the Laugh Factory. Go, oh, that's yeah. why he. That's yeah. why he's he is where he is because yeah. he just did that. Well, it's just like in every art form, man. You want to, you want the respect of. Yeah, you, know, you want the guys here. to like you. You don't want yeah. to be dicks to you. And you want you want to feel mm-hmm. like that you're doing something, um, you know, special or whether it's super original or, you know, I don't think we all go into it thinking we want to break, you know boundaries and and do something like you know change the game but like shit man you kind of have to have a little bit of that like you know i I, you know um i want to uh you know be a voice that maybe hasn't totally been you want to leave your mark yeah you. i do like that about my thing like my look yeah nobody's really like the rocker comic now. also dude and i've talked to you about this like this shit musically that you've gone through that's chapter of your life and i know you said you're gonna you know, yeah, you're gonna. That'll come out when you're ready to come out about right, it. Right. Yeah. I mean, right off the bat, I was, you know, I, have, you know, crazy fucking family life, and I don't go into it too much because right. I don't feel comfortable right now talking about it. Yep. But there'll be a day. time, yeah, sure. when I'll fucking sit down and probably two hours of shit on it. Well, I want to with- do music stuff, but I found, like I told you, is. People don't like good music, most of the people in the crowd. <laughs> so if you're like, you know, fuck, I was at the, you know, I went and saw, like, um, My Morning Jacket a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and this guy, fucker, they're like, what's a My Morning Jacket? Or, or whatever, you <laughs> right. know what I mean? And everybody's, like, so, like, if comics are doing, like, hip-hop jokes or whatever, and that's the only thing because it's so mainstream, the music. Right, they don't know. They don't know. Now, right. when I do alt rooms, I can get away with doing some fucking funny shit like Ted Nugent's an asshole. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can just do whatever. You're funny. God, and that, that, it's a good point you make about being somewhat mainstream with stuff and, and, and hitting that mass appeal, man, and wanting to, you know, like, five more. 
uh, and hitting that mass appeal, it's like you want to, you know, make your shit your own and original and, and have it be consistent with your voice. But yeah, man, sometimes you get like a when you do Vegas or any casino gig where you're like, I gotta have some material that's not that's gonna not isolate the crowd and that's be right. something for everybody. And like, um, right. And that's something I think that we figure out as we go through that you gotta, you know, I, I think anyway that like you know. You know, you you got to have some stuff that maybe plays to some. You know, have some. You got you got you got to have your two and a half men jokes. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> that are for but that still, percentage of the country. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be something that's not on your voice that you don't right. think is funny. Sure. Just, just something that maybe. You got to find the thing that's not selling out. <clears throat> You're not doing a Gallagher squish the watermelon, <laughs> but you are doing something that's reaching the guy yeah. that's seventy and the guys that are twenty in the front. You right, know? like Frazier Smith, who is a you know one line. Comic who was yeah. a great, been around for right. a while and fucking, you know, crushes everywhere he goes yeah. uh, mm-hmm. because there's just not a lot of people like that. And it's but it's something that everybody material like, you know, but uh, he can't. But, you know, stuff. totally. But like <laughs> we couldn't go, you know, uh, if you know that stuff also for casinos and older crowds and, and, and sure. crushes. crushes more than it does in like an L.A. Hollywood. Room. Yeah. yeah. Just because comedy juice or something like just that. because right. there's a. Um, there's a more, I think, diverse crowds out here. And right. so in Vegas, you're kind of getting across the board. Like, you, So we couldn't be like, let me write my quick one-liner to have for Vegas. Like, We couldn't do that because... Right. <laughs> I feel I would be way more edgier, even more, if I didn't have to worry about not being booked again. That's my main fear. That too. I, and I mean, especially like, when you're that young in the business totally. and you haven't established yourself where club owners can go, okay, he's trying something. Right. Let's see where this goes. Exactly. Right now, you want to just crush it every night. So club owners are just like, holy shit, we got to get Dean Del Rey back. Yeah, that's all. Hey, you got to be Deliver City every time. And then finally, when the other shit comes up with the TV, the movie stuff, then that's when they go, yeah. all right, you can have these spots. And guess what? Now you have a little more leeway to fuck around because we know people mm-hmm. are coming out for you. That's correct. Like, when you're not yeah. selling tickets yet, it's like, hey, man, nope. don't fucking... <laughs> you can't be walking the room on a fucking... You yeah. Know, <laughs> you know. Well, Dean, you are certainly on your way there. You have the work ethic. It's it's really fun to, it's fun to watch you on stage. Oh, man. It is... It, it, like, and you're, you're one of those guys where when you go up on stage... All the comics go, hey, dude, Dean's on. Yeah, dude. Let's that, see it. That's cool. Uh, plug your stuff, man. Where 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 can people find you at? Uh, I got Twitter, Dean Del Rey. That's R-A-Y. Mm-hmm. And then I got the podcast, Let There Be Talk, on iTunes. There you go. Um, and uh, website, DeanDelRay.net, which has all my dates and videos. And then I did a bunch of movies that you can find. Uh, yeah, yeah two of them right here that I'm going to watch fucking tomorrow night. Yeah, I did a Tarantino really... film, Hellride. I did a movie with Ice Cube called The Long Shots. Those are Netflix. Uh, oh, and I... Dean is going to star in Maroon Pants, the Adam Ray story. <laughs> uh, he's going to play Adam Ray pilots. I yeah. do Adam Ray's pilots like every six months. You're great, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Dean, pl- uh, Dean played this in this pilot that a, a buddy of mine uh, wrote. Mm-hmm. That uh, he, I play this agent that you know gets fired and ends up taking the only client of his. It's this crazy lunatic guy who's a hand model, and uh, I stay with him, and he's making all this money, and I'm trying to build myself back up. But Dean plays my like top client, who's right. like the the my the white Chris Tucker basically, and he's a part of this franchise called Pants Party. It's like all these great comedies. <laughs> that sounds that sounds and like your power, that sounds like your maroon pants right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, maroon pants party. And yeah. Dean and so Dean in the in the meeting is trying to pitch like other projects. Like I'm like you're a comedy guy. You know, this is what people know and love you for. We're making billions of dollars. And he's like, man, I want to fucking do action movies. And what's the movie you pitch? Snake Snappers. I made it up. <laughs> I want to be cutting, you know, I want to kung fu snakes heads off in the jungle. <laughs> snake Snappers, man. What happened to that script? 
like, what's yeah, weird, like, what's yeah. weird is I can picture actual Dean Del Rey saying that. Incredible. <laughs> you can picture Dean's face on a poster breaking a snake's face in half, and what's the tagline? And I go, tonight I bite back. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that now. Yeah. Uh, so, Thank you for having me, for real, man. Dude. It's so great. I love you guys. And, it was uh, fun. Yeah, it's dude. cool. Like, great podcast, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. You know? No problem. Well, dude, always the best shows when we get these reviews, too, is that when it when people go, it sounds like dudes just hanging out and talking. Oh, and it's it. you, you don't always That's have we good uh, back and forth. And, uh, I fucking you know. killed a grasshopper on your show. So <laughs> there you go. Right? Grasshopper. <laughs> yeah. Badass, man. Uh, Adam, talk about your uh, stuff. You find me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. All my videos, AdamRayTV.com. And uh, I'll be at the Las Vegas Improv November 27th through December 2nd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will be on Monday. Oh, wait. No, this. Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> well, this will be. That'll have already happened. This oh, will be after right. that week. Hey, Vegas Improv was awesome. <laughs> Had a lot of fun. Uh, appreciate the staff's help. You and, killed uh, that Saturday Late Show. Shows yeah. are great. My uh, my uh, my biscuit lips joke went over. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm right. I by the way, uh, fans, thank you for tweeting me. I got some great ones. You were Brad uh, got called uh, or a guy. There was a, a fight in his show, yeah. and a white guy called a black dude "shut up, biscuit lips." Wow! Yeah, and so that people, was like we, a racial slur that we'd never heard before. Wow! So people are tweeting me um, insults. Uh, William Wilbur Wonka Man Four. He said, "Pop tart ankles." That's Brad, a good one. Brad and I decided oh. that food plus part uh, plus part of the body is a new racial slur. Ah shit! Because I got called biscuit lips, blueberry pussy, blueberry <laughs> pussy. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, what are you, are you? Is that like a Mexican slur? Like I there actually, you go. I actually had a question for Brad. I, I asked people to tweet questions. Okay. Real quick before we go. Sure. It was um. Oh, I think I have it because he tagged me in it. Oh yeah. It yeah. was how. How did it feel to take a body shot of Jennifer Swift? Right. Yeah, she was at my uh, show at the Irvine Improv. Uh, Jennifer Swift is Miss Tapout. Find her on Twitter. What does Un- that mean? Uh, she writes for MMA. But, All right. But she's also ridiculously hot, and she let me take a body shot of her gigantic cans. Sick. Which was awesome. That and then uh, also this guy... <laughs> Asked if I'd ever met Chewy Bravo, yeah, Chewy and Bravo. what do I think of him on Chelsea lately? I've never met him, but I know he's done porn in his life, and I kind of want to see it. Well, that's, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that. So there you go. Uh, keep tweeting me your insults at funnybrad, bradwilliamscomedy.com. Subscribe uh, on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes, and tell your friends about this podcast, because we're having fun. We know you're enjoying it, and uh, tell your friends that you're enjoying it. This has been the About Last Night Show. For Adam Ray, Dean Del Rey, I'm Brad Williams. Please try to remember our names in the morning. Go Cast Network. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger. Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. <laughs>